0: Get into that, and uh, you know I noticed that the passion was sort of dying, if you like, <laughs> and I, I, so I said, you know, we've, we're doing it wrong, <laughs> and, and my dad sort of gave, gave a word, you know, you sh- to, to us that you shouldn't be having to strive for it. it should, so I said, so I sort of said, Ruth, let's let's give space, basically, for God to do something then. So quit your job, <laughs> and let's see what happens. And so Ruth handed a notice in, and then I, I don't really know where of Cambodia came from, but it just sort of happened, didn't it? I don't know, it just sort of, we, um, so I said, oh, you know, how, how about you look up, going for a place to go abroad, and then just, she, so she handed in a notice, and then the next thing you know, someone at her work says, oh yeah, I've got a thing in Cambodia, you could go and work there, and it, it, like, it's just random, you know, just, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for it sort of God stepping in, and, and so yeah, that's sort of. I guess what God's been doing is opening, really opening that door for Ruth to be able
1: to go. Um, okay. no, <coughs> okay. uh, that's great. That leads nicely on to Ruth. Why don't you just say something about that? Because that, you know, you're off to Cambodia in the next couple of weeks and you're there for a, a few months. So why don't you say something uh, about yeah, that?
2: So, yes, I'm going to Cambodia in two weeks' time and um, I'm going to be working part time. Uh, for a, a disabled sen- uh, no, an orphanage with disabled children and able children, uh, part-time as a physio. And then part-time, the, other t- the rest of the time, I'll be working for a charity called um, Daughters of Cambodia, uh, which basically works with women who, are, who have been stuck in sex trafficking and are uh, given a job and some sort of um, support alongside and a lot of, sort of ministry to help them to rebuild their lives. Um, and I've been quite a lot in touch with um, the New Frontiers Church leader there, who's really helped me to organise the trip, and who gave me like an accommodation with a French lady in Cambodia, which has been really exciting, and just lots of tips on how to survive in Cambodia and And yeah, so it's been really, it's been really nice that um, after having so many setbacks after my masters, like. Having to just, just everything sort of fell really easily, and um, it felt that God was really involved, which was nice.
1: Uh, that's great. I, I, I want to ask you something, there, Josh, because I know um, it, this idea of a platform is is a wonderful way to see your marriage. is really sort of helping your uh, wife to become all that she can be in God, and, and that's part of what God's called you to. But but then, um, it was a couple of weeks ago, I, you know, I looked on our, the Beacon website, as I'm sure everyone does on a regular basis, um, and there was a picture of you, Josh, um, and it said, you know, it said, you know, Josh, it, it, it seemed to say, Josh breaks 100-mile cycling record. I'm not sure if that's exactly what it said, but, but why don't you say something about um, what you got up to just over the summer, just a few weeks ago?
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a very keen, uh I cycled to work and back you know twenty miles a day and um at the beginning of the year I signed up to do a hundred mile bike race. I thought why not? Um and i sort of doing it uh, so I signed up with a charity the MS Society to do it, to do it for them and some money. And uh yeah, I, so I I don't know what you I rode it and <laughs> so it it went quite well.
1: It went very well, Josh, didn't it? It, it? it went, yeah. Just say a little bit about, in, in a couple of paragraphs, just, just summarise that, 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 that article that you wrote on that, on the website.
0: Uh, I, I could tell you a few funny little things that happened, I guess. Then, so, I, 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 I don't know. It was, it was, it was, well, it was crazy the day. So I got, I had to wake up at three o'clock in the morning to, to get there on time to start. And um, you know, you, you start this starting from the Olympic Village and, you, and you're riding off and, you, and the people are like hooning it and I'm thinking, oh man, I've got to keep up with them, okay. You look down at your speedo and you're going 30 miles an hour. You're <laughs> like, oh, I'm not going to be able to keep this up. And then I just so suddenly like an hour later, I think we're going through Richmond Park and I'm like, man, that's, that's gone really quick. <laughs> um, uh, well, well, happened? I think I had someone like grab my handlebars at about 70 miles an hour. But I'm sort of like trying to give a signal that they were going to move and the next thing I know I'm oh, <laughs> about to fall into them. And... Some guys' uh, shades flew off his face and just <laughs> straight into into my face. So I think we we're going about thirty-two miles an hour at that point. That was, that was quite a shock. Uh,
1: um,
0: yes. Yeah, so, uh, so as we're coming into, uh, obviously, up, up past the Houses of Parliament, and we're going to turn left onto the Mall. So I've obviously dropped out the back of the group, so I could I could savour the moment if you like, <laughs> going up. Yeah. No. It was yeah, quite a, a an amazing. Uh, as you come round and there's just thousands of people lying on it's like screaming like it's, yeah, yeah,
1: it's, yeah. I think what struck me about it was um, I've, I've got this thing about you know physical training is of some value but training for godliness is of value for all things and and the idea that those the same characteristics and skills you used to cycle hundred miles we can use to, to build our faith
0: roof after, after this, like, so 40 miles into the ride, I started to cramp really badly, and I cramped for the rest of the way, so, like, it, uh, it's, it's really hard <laughs> to, to describe, but, you, you know, you can't, you can't quite deliver your, like, deliver properly your power, if you like, when you're cycling, because you're cramping it. I stand up, you know, if I wanted to stop for a rest, no, I had to keep my legs moving, and I, and I, and I yeah, sort of found that because I'd done the training, I, I knew that I could do the hundred miles if you saw what I mean. So I, I was like, okay, it hurts, but I know I'm go- I know I can finish. I've, so I'm going to finish. And I really felt like it was like, especially like after after that, and like i was speaking to Ruth, I was like, Ruth, you know, you, you, when you get to the race or the thing that God's called for, you're going to hit hard hardship. But because you've done, you've gone through this tough time, you've done the training, and you know you can ki- cope with it because you can get through it because you've done that training. So yeah.
1: Thank you, Josh and Ruth. Well done. Okay, uh, Thierry and Emma, why don't you come out? Okay, so they've got three friends over there. Um, yeah. um, so this is Thierry and Emma. Um, uh, Emma, I'm going to ask you first. Why don't you just give a little bit of background to how you got to Beacon? And then, um, from your perspective, how Thierry got to Beacon.
3: Uh, So um, I think I joined Beacon about two years ago, maybe just under two years now. Um, So I was living in Belgium for four years, uh, being a lawyer there, and um, felt that God was calling me back to the UK, so had a job based back in London. Um, But really felt that God wasn't really leading me back into these really big churches, you know, like... um, HTV and like all those kinds of ones which I've been involved in the first time I was in London. Before that, um, so I really just wanted to kind of feel part of community and just wanting to be part of a smaller group where you know I could encourage and just be there. Um, but I found it really difficult to find a church and just was you know doing the horrendous shopping like going around every weekend trying to find somewhere and couldn't find anywhere at all. Um, and that went on for about eight months. Um, so I, I really struggled with that. Um, and then I found myself here, I think, on the way on, on Sunday. I was going to another church and just couldn't be bothered to do the, the journey because it was close to my work and I didn't want to do that. So I, I saw the little sign. Um, a few weeks before, I think, we um, I played badminton in a, in a club on Saturday. Um, and um, I think I bumped into, or well, we even played with um, Owen and with Yaz and Rihanna not even knowing who they were or anything, but just remembered the crazy hair and the the black guy and all that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so it was really funny just walking in the first time in Brixton and um, just seeing them all there. And, um, yeah, I think straight away God um, really confirmed that I was meant to be there and in the church. Um, So, yeah, I carried on going from then on. Um, But I think it's really been a, a long journey for me in the sense of just not really feeling part of this church, like knowing that I was meant to be here, but not really completely buying into the church and not really establishing relationships and not really connecting. And in some sense, like my personal faith was growing loads, but the community bit was really not. Um, And I think that really changed in the last couple of months, I think. Um, So how Terry got here. Uh, So we got married in September last year. Uh, It's our first anniversary next week. Um, so, but we, um, we've been doing long distance marriage for nine months and actually since we were, um, were dating and engaged, we've it's all been long distance. So it's been a real tough kind of, um, time post, post marriage. Um, and just, you know, just connection, not really being able to speak on the phone properly and can't really Skype and just like all that kind of stuff. So it's been really, really hard. So I think we were just, I'm sorry, I'm probably going more than I should, but, um, but I think we were just kind of, um really praying a lot and just really I spent a lot of time praying and fasting as well just about our marriage and how we'd kind of settle into the UK and and Thierry's kind of um, background from a Christian perspective is very different to mine so he grew up in a kind of Catholic church um and so just really kind of not being sure how we'd um kind of how he'd manage in this church And, and again because God was growing my heart for this church and I you know I really wanted Thierry to also just kind of really buy into this church as well um but so Thierry came um two months ago um
1: Yeah, that's what we think. Thank you. you. Uh, It's it's been interesting. um, Pauline and I did some marriage prep with uh, Thierry and Emma, but it was almost like marriage prep the intensive way, wasn't it? I mean, everything I do is normally intense, but that was particularly intense because, like, you were around for four days and we had to, like, fit in a number of sessions and and stuff like that. And I remember uh, driving Emma to the airport to pick up Thierry and... This was like the moment of truth, because I know you'd been praying and praying, that because you just didn't know what was going to happen, because like you'd never lived together as a married couple, and and yet God has been so gracious to you. And uh, Cherry, why don't you say a little bit about um, your story and how you've arrived at the UK, and really what God's been doing in your life since you've
4: been here. It's a very long story, but I'll try to cut it short. Yeah, we've been married for nine months, so... I was back in Rwanda, where I'm from, and I didn't really think I would end up living here in Britain. So it's been really a struggle for me to think you can leave Rwanda and live somewhere else. When I was sure I was going to move to the UK, of course I handed in my resignation letter uh, back home. I had a quite senior position in my job. And Designation was meant to be approved by cabinet of ministers. So they sit and meet and this, they decide whether you're allowed to leave your job or not. That was a big, big decision. My letter handed in. I had to wait for at least uh, three months before I was actually officially allowed to leave. But I think I witnessed God's presence in that process because Whoever I talked to, my boss, my minister, of course, they were like, yeah, we understand marriage is very important. You've got just to meet with your wife and be together. However, it wasn't really that easy to get the approval I wanted to leave my country. Finally, I moved here with no official approval. Two weeks later, I got my approval that I'm allowed officially to leave, although I had already left. I had decided that for the first two months in the UK, I wasn't going to look for any job at all. I was really tired, so I wanted to get enough rest. But also, I wasn't sure the new life I was moving to, what to expect. It was really a big move. As Emma said, I mean, we've been dating at least for a year and a half before we got married. I knew Emma since 2009 we hadn't actually stayed together, even after our marriage, for more than two weeks. And all those two weeks, as Owen said, it's been really intense, very, very intense. So I wasn't sure what was the marriage life like, although I was already married for nine months. This was actually a new experience for me. Second, being very, very busy and coming to a place where you just don't work, for two months it wasn't really something easy for me again to expect that's on part of marriage of course social life I had just left all my friends back home back in Rwanda of course I know some people here but not very very close friends I can just rely on, on any time back in Rwanda anytime I need my friend I'll just pick up a call, phone call and say I'm coming whether they are busy or not I will still see them Here, things work differently. So I had to adjust to that. As Emma said, of course, I'm coming from a Catholic background. Uh, Emma was really very keen to this church. And one important thing which really made me think Emma was the right girl to marry was really her faith. I found that very very, very important to me. I mean, I don't know how to describe it, but it's been a very blessing for me to have her as a Christian. So everything was really full of an expectation. Coming here two months is quite quite a long time. A busy man to a free man was not really something easy. But I think God has been working, working for me. Uh, I came here marriage life, I mean, two months is not much, but it's very, very exciting. I'm very happy about it. So she's been a blessing to me. And I think through her, my faith is really growing. I can just see that every single day. The other day I was telling uh, Owen and that. Back home, I never used to read the Bible, but now I feel like every single day, I should just you know, open the Bible and read, and I'm always getting excited. Uh, I've been able to keep myself very busy, something, again, I never expected. I managed to write an article about the work I've been working on home, and what I think the rest of the world should know about this, this work. Uh, I'm coming from a very successful project after what Rwanda went through. In the 1994 genocide, you must possibly have heard it. Uh, the work I was involved in, I think, it's really worth sharing the best, the best of it. So I managed to come up with this article, which Emma think is very excellent. So I'm very, I'm very happy about it. Yes. So again, I've been coming with her here every day. Every, every Sunday, sorry. Uh, to be honest, I quite find it hard. I mean, from my background, to pray in a group, the way you pray in a group uh, for the first couple of weeks. I'll just stand there and just listen, because I couldn't concentrate at all. Uh, but I'm really getting to pray as everybody is praying, uh, which I think God is really helping with that. Uh, I used to pray a lot, to, to pray around back home, but now... As a family, we just think, I mean, every single day we are together praying. And we just love it. I think it's, it's really good. Yeah, it's a very limited time, but I think God is really working very hard. And um, one personal interesting experience I've had recently, we had two visitors from Brussels, very young girls, 19 and, 19, 19 and 18 years old, 17, I think. Very young. And they came to us and they were telling us how on fire they were with God. And I was like, how can you be on fire with God? Can you try to describe that? So, yeah, I was very curious. I've always prayed and God has always answered my prayers. But one thing I haven't so far experienced is just to hear God's voice talking to me. And when some of you are saying, oh, God is telling me this, or I'm seeing this picture, I feel like really jealous because I want also God to talk to me that way or God to show me something. Because he's answered my prayers all the time but I've never felt God is talking to me. Uh, That's the next move. So this girl was like, oh, Terry, I'm really on fire. I'm really on fire with God. So she tried to explain but I think I couldn't really understand it at all. So then we had like prayer together she asked me what I wanted, her to pray for me, and just gave her the list, which wasn't a short one, and then she was just praying, and all the time smiling in her prayer, and laughing, she came to me, and she had her hands, actually, over my head, and she was just talking about, like, what she's seeing, and Holy Spirit, I was in my shorts, all the windows and doors were shut. I had some breath actually coming on my on my legs. I'm like, so what is this? So I tried to lean forward actually to see whether I would feel the same the same breath I was just feeling. Yes, it came. I was like, Yeah, maybe this is the Holy Spirit they talk about. I didn't tell Emma anything, I didn't tell Hannah anything. I just kept it until the next day and I was like, I think I think I just witness the Holy Spirit's presence. So in brief, I think I'm growing, my faith is growing, and I'm enjoying that. And I mean, although I've left all my friends back home, I'm already making new friends from this church, which is a great, great hope for me. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much. just want us to to pray for those two couples, Just to, so let's just uh, maybe reach out your hand to them, particularly Josh and Ruth. Ruth's going away for three months. Uh, Josh goes for a little time in the middle, but also reach out your hands to Emma and Thierry. We're just going to pray. Father, we thank you so much for uh, the work of your hands in our lives, Lord. Lord, it, it is amazing. that there, there have been periods in history where where the word of God was scarce, and yet, Lord, here just in... Two couples, we're seeing the, the work of your hands. Lord, we say, Look what the Lord has done. Lord, we, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for um, what you're doing in Josh and Ruth, Lord God. I, I thank you for that, that heart you've, you've put in Ruth to to really reach and, and work with vulnerable uh, women, Lord God. And you've opened up this way, easy for her to go to Cambodia. God, we pray your blessing upon her, upon that trip. Pray your blessing upon Josh. Lord, we pray your protection upon them as they're apart for that period of time. God, would you be with them, we ask. And Lord, we ask for Thierry and Emma, Lord, just the, the continual um, building up of this marriage, Lord God. The continual coming together. Lord, I pray that Thierry will hear your voice very clearly. I pray that times will come where, where, where he's having to write down all that God is saying to him, Lord God, as he, as he becomes more and more sensitive to your Holy Spirit. Thank you for, for the challenge that is to us when he talks about, I'm jealous of you. I'm jealous when I hear you speaking of how God speaks to you. Father, I pray that we will have such thirst. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that these are just a couple of examples of many that we could bring of the work that you are doing in the lives of people in this community. We bless your name for it. Amen. Okay, we're going to take a minute's break before Phil comes to speak.
5: You